Welcome to A Flame for Christ, homilies to set your heart on fire with love for Jesus Christ. My name is Father Joseph Gill, and today we dive into the third Sunday of Advent. So we often hear that Advent is a time of waiting. All right, but waiting for what? Waiting for Christmas? Well, I mean, Jesus Christ was already born 2,000 years ago, so you can't wait for a historical event. So what are we waiting for? Well, it's very simple. Jesus came to begin the healing, but it's not, it's not completed yet, right? We still see sin, divisions, addictions, wars, oppressions. We still experience depression and anxiety, sickness and death. We talk about the victory, but we're still fighting the battle. So we're waiting for completion. When Christ came, he started the healing of the human race, but it's only going to be completed when he comes again and when our entire world is placed under his merciful kingship. We're waiting for everything promised in the first reading today. You know, we hear that the desert will bloom. We hear that the deaf will hear and the blind will see. The joy that was promised by Christ will come to its full completion. Yeah, you know, here we experience it in bits and pieces. St. Paul talks about receiving the down payment on the inheritance. But the truth is that we're still awaiting the rest of the riches of Christ. And so that's what we're waiting for. You know, our second reading urges us to be patient then. Remember, now, James was writing to a church that was expecting Christ to come again in their own lifetime. But when the years dragged on and the persecution intensified and they saw the apostles like Peter and Paul and the other apostles killed for their faith, they began to wonder, has God forgotten about us? Are his promises ever going to come true? And James is saying, yes, they will come true, but we must be patient. Well, how can we be patient? Well, because we know already that God is faithful. He made over 500 promises in the Old Testament that pointed to Jesus Christ, and it took him a thousand years, but Christ finally came. Will he not also fulfill his promises for the future as well, like the promise we hear in today's first reading? You know, on December 7th, 1988, there was an 8.2 magnitude earthquake that shook the country of Armenia, killing more than 25,000 people. In the aftermath of the earthquake, one father dug for 38 hours in the rubble of his son's elementary school, which had completely collapsed. Miraculously, he found his son and 13 of their classmates alive. And eyewitnesses said that when the children were unearthed, all of the youngsters were very calm and very peaceful, and that the son turned to his classmates and said, See, didn't I tell you that my father would come for us? This is patience, born of a firm confidence that the father is faithful to his promise. And just like Christ was Jesus, or just like God the Father was faithful to his promises 2,000 years ago, he will be faithful to the promises that he's made in the future as well. So what do we do while we're waiting? Well, you know, in English, to wait has two senses. It, there's also, we talk about someone being a waiter or a waitress who waits upon customers. That means being attentive to their every need and desire. And so while we're waiting, we wait upon the Lord, which means that we are looking to him for direction in our life. We're looking how we can best serve and glorify him in every aspect, in every choice we make, day to day. For example, you know, we all know the story of St. Maximilian Kolbe, who was the saint who gave his life for uh, another prisoner in Auschwitz in the concentration camps. However, did you know that a few years before that, he served as a missionary to Japan? Now, it was definitely a struggle learning the Japanese language, but he was able to gain some competency And as he's a missionary over there, he's praying one day and he says, Lord, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to best reach these people? And he receives an inspiration from the Holy Spirit to set up a printing press where he can print pamphlets and books and and booklets all about the Catholic faith in the Japanese language. 
And he thinks, okay, absolutely, Lord, I will do that. But then he thinks, all right, well, Lord, show me where. Show me where you want me to set this up. And the Lord revealed to him that he had to set it up on the far side of a mountain, on the other side of the town. And he says to himself, well, wait a second. First of all, that's going to be very difficult to get all of the equipment, the paper, the ink up over this mountain. And and now we have to then transport the books and the booklets back over the mountain into the the city. This is going to be a huge amount of effort. Why why do you want us to, to put it there? But he kept praying about it and praying about it. And he felt that the Lord was saying, this is really where it needed to be. And so he said, all right, Lord, I trust you. And he was waiting on the Lord. He, the Lord responded. And so he built this printing press on the far side of the mountain. Fast forward a couple of years. Father Colby had now been taken back to Poland. Uh, his mission work in Japan had ended. And a couple of years later, in 1945, a nuclear bomb hit that town of Nagasaki, destroyed the entire town. But because the printing press had been built on the other side of the mountain, the printing press was completely spared any ill effects of the radiation or the blast from that nuclear bomb. So clearly, the Lord knew what he was doing. But, he had, but Maximilian Kolbe had to first wait upon the Lord, looking for his guidance, waiting for his leading, and doing his will. Recently, a good friend of mine uh, was telling me that about a story about waiting on the Lord. He was driving back from upstate Massachusetts, where he had picked up his daughter, from college. And before driving up there, he filled up his gas tank with gas, and that should be enough to get up and back. Well, he starts heading back from upstate Massachusetts, and he notices that his gas gauge is reading close to empty. And he thinks to himself, this is really weird. Like, why why in the world did I run out of gas? I thought I had enough for this complete journey. So he's heading back, and he's like, you know what? I got to stop. And so he says, Lord, I don't know what what you're doing here, but this is really strange. It doesn't make any sense, but I'm going to trust you. So he pulls over into this service station. He gets out and he gets some gas. And on his way out, he notices that there's a woman in a car and she's kind of wiping her eyes and dabbing her face. And he just feels like the Holy Spirit's telling him to go and speak with that woman. And he's kind of wrestling because he's kind of like, oh, this is really kind of awkward. Am I just going to go up to this random woman and just say hello? But he finally says, all right, Lord, if this is from you, I trust you. And he goes up, knocks on the window. And the woman he says, you know, can I help you? And the woman starts just gushing her life story that she was here alone. She's an illegal immigrant. She didn't have any money, no way to make a phone call. She had no cell phone and she had just run out of gas and she was far off from the rest of her family. And she felt completely despairing. So my friend said, ah, okay, Lord, now this is why this is why I'm here. And so he was able to fill up her tank. She was able to use his cell phone and get her on the road so that she wouldn't be despairing. and She could get back to her family for Thanksgiving. But that's waiting on the Lord is saying, Lord, what do you want me to do? Lord, I will follow your leading. And that's what we have to do with our everyday life. And certainly in our big decisions, right? Like what job to take, what college to attend, how to lead our family. But also in the smaller ones, you know, we say, Lord, today, how do you want to use me? Today, how can I best please you? Advent, and really the whole of the Christian life, is a time of waiting. Waiting for that final victory of Jesus Christ over sin and death. And so while we wait... We wait upon the Lord as servants anxious to do his will.